0: scale and ultimately exit successful group practices in short we create clarity confidence and results well welcome everybody to season three episode 23 of the group practice accelerator podcast implementing a call center in terms of process and time frame we got a tremendous amount of feedback uh, from people in the audience on a an episode that i recorded about a month ago with Scott Benetti. Scott is gonna be uh, heading up a call center consulting function for us, and he is going to be sharing a wealth of his experience at the Building Your Enterprise Platform event in May in Fort Lauderdale. Judging from the response, I think we hit a popular topic on call centers. We're bringing Scott back behind the mic to share some more wit and wisdom with us today. Get your pad and pen ready. You know it'll be a note taking episode brew another wonderful cup of that meal of coffee the group practice accelerator podcast is on the air welcome everybody once again to the group practice accelerator podcast i am your host Perrin desports and as i teased in the introduction i am joined by a new good friend of the family uh scott bonetti scott thanks for joining me on the show today my friend
1: Hey, Perrin, Good to be here again. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Awesome.
0: I, I am too. And it's funny when I was uh, recording the introduction and and I said, you know, depending on what time it is and and where you are in the world and all that. Scott, you are a global <laughs> traveler and then some. Where where do we find you today?
1: Uh, I'm at home in Denver, Colorado today. So yeah just just got back from Europe. Uh, sitting here in my home office and enjoying it for a while. Holy
0: moly, continental United States, we are truly blessed and only a couple of thousand miles away. So this is uh, this is great. Well, we we're excited about having you um, present at the uh, conference in May, but also about uh, the opportunity as this. Uh, service unfolds as another uh, of the the consulting services we're going to offer through Polaris. So I think this will be the the first of many times that people hear your voice on the podcast and your guidance around, um, frankly, a subject that everybody thinks about, everyone is scared of, and um, most people don't uh, commit to taking the step because they have no idea what to do and how to pull it off successfully. So this will be the the first touch point in some of that. And we're going to talk about you know, implementing a call center, but more from like a process-driven standpoint. On today's episode, uh, what, how do you do it? How long does it take? And and how do you gauge some of that, both in terms of time frame and what happens along the way? So let's uh, let's maybe take it from the onset, and I'm going to let you maybe start at a high level as an overview about what the process and time frame kind of looks like. Um, when you're helping people develop call centers. Obviously, you've done them across the world um, uh, on far remote locations and at a, a much larger scale of magnitude than what our, our clients are going to need. Um, but the impact of them could be every bit as great. You want to maybe take it from the top?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely, Perrin. Um, what's great about call centers is whether you're doing it for one or two individuals at the call center or 5,000 the processes are virtually the same. So, um, you know, when we want to start this process, you know, first we're going to have a kickoff call, right? You know, and that's generally an hour or so. You know, want to I want to meet the team. I want to you know learn a little bit about the team, what you know what what you're trying to accomplish with the call center. Um, you know, give you an overview of the process, which you know we're going to go go through here uh, during this session. You know. Calibrate on objectives. You know, some people it's, hey, we just want to save money. That That's all we're looking for. You know, whereas others is, hey, we're really looking to improve the experience of the patient or our team member experience. Uh, you know, many other things as well. Uh, so really go through those. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll set a timeline for completion of the, the entire process. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to gather some, some basic information. Uh, which is going to help, kind of, with 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 step two, right? So then, you know, we go into step two. This is this is kind of the meat of the project. This is the the deep dive. So you know, I'm going to deep dive into the current setup and office functions. This is a pro- process that usually takes one day. It can vary if you have a very large practice with you know many you know, locations. It could take a little longer, but you know, my experience is generally a day. Um, you know, I want to identify, i want to identify all the systems that you use. Hey, do you have a, a, different phone system at each office, are you using the same phone system? How do they in- integrate, um, uh, what's your CRM system look like? You know, how do you, how do you manage your customer database? You know, what, uh, you know, what systems would the call center agents have to, you know, access, um, and then interview some key team members to find out what they do. Hey, what the, the person, uh, who, who answers your calls, uh, any other functions that we want to, you know, put in the call centers, you know, w- what exactly do they do? Um, you know, what process did they follow? Do we have anything, you know, documented, you know, such as, you know, training onboarding, how do we onboard these individuals? Um, and then you know data sometimes we have the data sometimes we don't sometimes this is why we want a call center to get the data but the data i'm talking about is you know your call volume you know by day by by interval so i want to see you know hey is, is is monday morning your your big call volume time when do you know when are you getting your new patient calls in uh do you have marketing lines um you know how do those flow in Um, uh, what what you know, kind of calls you getting on on there. What's your average call length? What's your abandon rate? What are your service levels? Because what that's gonna do is help me um, you know, put together a a staffing model uh for your your call center. And sometimes we don't have that data and and, and that's fine. We can Um, you know, get, get to a certain level without it, obviously it it saves a lot of time. Uh, It helps me put together or it helped, you know, the individual put together a much, uh, you know, better, you know, proposal for you. Uh, But uh, sometimes we don't have it and that's fine. And then, You know we we talked earlier about the onboarding and training materials that's that's very important to see and understand so that we can determine hey is this something we can leverage at the call center or you know do we have to come up with something uh you know totally different uh you know for our 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 call center i think this
0: sorry go ahead scott
1: no no that's i'm finished
0: i i I was going to say this is Uh, this is great because I think far too many people think about inbound calls as just the phone ringing and we need to answer it, you know, but what you're talking about is, is much more um, uh, tactical from trying to understand um, not only when the call volume is higher, so when do we need more warm bodies available to deal with it, um, but also what the functionality of, of the people how the system supports the people who are responding to the inquiry and doing it in a truly scalable manner and this is a lot different application than just answering the phone by the third ring or something along those types of lines you know it's it's a much uh uh you, you said it's it It's a scalable solution. It can be one to two people all the way up to multiple hundreds, obviously. And it can kind of be modular as people grow into it. And I think this gives them um, two things. One, ultimately a way to reduce some of those costs, like you mentioned before, through headcount reductions and redundancies, um, but also arguably create greater uh, conversions or... um, uh, greater successes that help to scale, that help to propel the business from a revenue generation and a new patient standpoint. So we're going to hit on all of that, I think, and really this is going to end up being, um, you know, a, a a competitive advantage almost if done correctly, uh, in these types of group
1: practices. I think this is going to be really exciting. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree, Perrin. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy call centers and, you know, I came into the industry as, Hey, I need a job for a little while, figure out what things to do. And then just fell in love with it. Cause it is so it's, it's, it's so complex, um, you know, behind the scenes, there's so much, you know, f- exciting technology and, you know, just the experience you can transform for the the patients to the customers, um, you know, via a call center, is is just absolutely amazing
0: <laughs> really, really good stuff. um so let's um let's talk a little bit about if we can um, you know maybe some of the uh, I don't want to get like real deep in the needs uh, deep in the weeds on the um uh, on the podcast because this might be too hard to follow verbally. but obviously there's a there's a ton of different technology, right? I mean, phone systems are. Sometimes complicated, sometimes very comprehensive, and uh, a lot of times intimidating. Um, but you know when we start talking through technology and then we start talking about roles and responsibilities or the function of the people that are answering it, um, you know, how do we how do we start to think through um that evolutionary aspect of building a call center?
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, as far as technology, it's really come a long ways. You know, when I look back, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago, you know, the technology we had, you know, compared to now. And then even over the last five years, you know, during COVID, COVID presented a lot of challenges. But what it also did is uh, gave us, um, you know, in the in the call center world, a lot of really great, you know, technology. So, you know, one of the things that we're look at is, you know, like the, you know, look at the phone systems. and um, you know nowadays you have you know phone systems that you can you know you could be in the office, you could be in your car on on the phone, you can be at home, and there's there's literally no no difference, right um and the um when you when you look at security around around these systems, that's what what we're worried about because a lot of times we'll have a you know with a large, Multi you know, office practice, where we might have a centralized call center location. Well, there's all kinds of technology now that can that I've seen where they have cameras that will scan your area uh, for a phone, a pen, or pencil. You know, if we if we want to protect uh, you know information, um, I've seen where it scans. It does facial recognition to make sure the person is on the the computer that says they are um you know we have uh, systems around uh, a lot of people don't like the word ivr ivr is the press 1 for this press 2 for that and we've all had some terrible experiences with with ivrs you know i just want to speak to somebody however there's a lot of good technology in the proper ivr that will enable us to you know get get our patients you know, to the points needed as fast as possible and allow us to track certain information, you know, helping with, you know, for example, new patient conversions, things like that. So, you know, a lot of good technology. And then there's, you know, when you're managing a call center, we'll get into some of this later, but just the dashboards that show you what everybody's doing at every single point of the day in a very simple, you know, easy, you know, to look at, um, you know, inf- interface is is just absolutely amazing
0: i i think this is uh this is really neat because like we're the 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 conference i mean obviously what you're talking about doing for our clients is is far beyond the may event but the may event is sort of the coming out party of this service and and really a closer look at what all's entailed with it and you know i i think we all we all want to do a better job of performance management within our organizations. Um, but it's really tough to gauge a lot of what happens on the phone if you're not listening in on it. Now, there are services that allow you to to monitor interactions and and play them back and you know do do learning uh, assessments out of it and things like that. But ultimately, for those who want to build a group practice, they're going to spend a healthy, Amount of dollars on some level of marketing efforts, and if they spend money in marketing efforts to make the phone ring, now it is, uh, it's, uh, we are the ones who have to be um, ready to to feel the call to convert the prospect uh, into an uh, appointment. Um, where the patient is going to show up. and that that is the first fulcrum point of like where the rubber starts to meet the road there. And uh, be, having those types of software applications, dashboards, as you mentioned, and everything, allows us as business owners to drill down into the organization to create KPIs, to monitor some of this and perf- and manage the performance of our people who are so critical at tre- at, at appointment co- conversions. Um, And I think this is a a key point to that, that if you're going to build 20 to 30 location group or larger, um, you can't have all the phones simply answered in each of the practices. That's madness. Uh, And there's no way to to manage performance out of it. So um, very, very interesting and very thought provoking as it relates to scale in the organization like this, for sure. Um, So... Let's see here, are we, uh, let me, I I don't want to take a, I don't, I'm trying to ask uh, tactful questions that don't detract from your presentation in, uh, in May. But um, one of the things I know that a lot of our, one of the questions I know that a lot of our audience has is, okay, we've got, you know, a five location group practice. And right now the phones are, are being answered in all of the individual locations. We have no centralization. Um, As we start to group things into a call center, is it possible for us to have call center functionality uh, for the people answering the phones in those in those individual locations? Or do we have to force them all to relocate into one four walled building in order to get there? Or is this something like we can we can kind of phase it in and grow into it? Do you want to maybe take some of that thought process for me?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Perrin. With with the technology now, you you can have you know a hundred people in a hundred different locations, you know, all working together, uh, you know, in in the call center. Um, now there, there are some benefits you can get for having everybody in a centralized location, um, as far as you know, management-wise, driving performance, things like that. However, you know, there are, you know, especially you know, during COVID, the last uh, you know, three years or so, call centers have been managing virtually everything remote, you know, all over the world in places that you would have never imagined that that people could 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 work remotely. So it's it's the same type of um you know management is you know managing these agents in and multiple different call centers. So technology allows it. You know, you can have for example say you know parents work in one location, I'm working the other and you know parent is like really good at new patient conversions. Well you can have all the new patients you know via either your marketing numbers, or via you know IVR technology or other technology, all of those routed to Perrin, uh it, you know for multiple locations so that he can uh, you know convert those better. And if you have someone who's you know dedicated like that that can you know is really good at talking to the patients, understanding their situations and and selling them on our our practice, um, you know, that's that's going to be better for us. So you can do all of that call routing, everything, no matter where they're at, because everything now is really cloud-based. Uh, so it's super simple just to, you know, to route things around. But as we, you know, if we, we are growing large, you know, dozen, you know, more locations, you know, there are some benefits to, you know, having everyone together in one call center, but it's definitely not a necessity.
0: Well, th- so i'm I'm glad we hit on this because I think this is one of the points of concern from people is that, okay, you know, how do I get from here to there? and and when when there is a four wall building with I don't know ten people in a call center, eight people, whatever the number is, you know? Um, but do it do I have to fire half my staff at a clinic level and rehire in a and a you know one four wall building, or do I have to force them all to? to drive an additional 20 minutes to get to the call center. It's like, I hate to say it, it's kind of logistical um, uh, issues. But uh, hearing you talk about it, you can think of the call center in terms of the people who are part of the call center, even if they're not all working in cubes next to one another. And and having the ability to have call routing to the best person uh, to handle that inquiry uh, is, uh, is a massive advantage and ultimately it creates a scalable solution. I mean, I think ultimately you do want to have everybody all under one roof because you eliminate some level of redundancies and it's easier on training and cross training, even for that matter, for, for that to be the ultimate outcome. But this is a solution you can absolutely grow into over a period of time, however long that may be. Right. I mean, that's, that's something that, that, that sort of, softens the landing for people, wouldn't you
1: say, Scott? Yes, absolutely. And and you know, training can be developed to to help manage that, right? To help manage, you know, multiple locations. There's technology that can be used to really make them, you know, seem like they're together as far as, you know, having chats, having, you know, video conversations, things like that. So yeah, it's a it's a great uh you know, way to transition into your desired state.
0: This this is really uh uh, this is really going to be um, a, a great service and something that gives people a lot more confidence as it relates to building out that platform uh, infrastructure, that operational DSO ultimately. But I, I think probably our audience is familiar with for those for those who've implemented a quasi DSO structure. I think our audience is fairly familiar with. Um, financial reporting that captures some of the administrative people in a in a cost center um, that is the DSO even if they're still working in individual practice locations we're just accounting for them on a different p and l uh, and and reallocating their their costs across the organization and that same sort of uh, financial reporting structure probably mimics, what we're talking about here in a cross-functional call center structure uh, with all the people still in the locations where they've always been, at least for this time. So I think this is the the first step of what could be many as we go down the, the road towards a more formalized infrastructure. Going to be really, really neat. So, Scott, we're going to... Um, we're going to put a bow on this episode, I think, um, because when we come back, we want to talk about uh, not just some of the the process and the time frame involved with it, um, but we also want to spend some time about the thought of managing the call center. Like, what the heck does that mean? And and when we think about. You know, managing it. We want to manage for performance. We want to create successful outcomes, and I think that'll be on our next episode. Before we wrap on on this one, any other concluding thoughts from you as it relates to simple process, time frame, overview, uh, and otherwise?
1: Um, yeah, just uh, you know, kind of highlighting the you know the overall time frame. You know, we talked about the, the the deep dive taking a day, and then you know, once once we come to a uh you know, solution and, and present that solution, agree to go forward. It's usually a two-day implementation period. Um, you know, most of that's gonna be on site versus the, you know, deep dive, which could be either one depending on 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 the situation. And um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things that uh you know, could take additional some additional time uh from that, you know, we've got training, which, you know, the basic training is going to be covered how to use the systems, how to use, you know, all that. But there's definitely going to be some specific training that's very tailored uh to uh you know your practice that 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 could take up you know take a little bit longer you know to to develop but uh you know uh and then we also have you know follow-up maintenance right um you know teaching you how to how to run the calls that sort are of reviewing the KPIs um, you know, so that could be a, an hour meeting once a month, you know, to go through, you know, all of that information to really help you uh, learn how to manage your call center. And so you're not sort of like, hey, here's here's the keys to the call center. Goodbye. Um, this kind of helps you, you know, again transition to that desired desired state, which could be one, you know, completely independently running it, could be, you know, running it into a consolidated location, you know, what, whatever, you know, this, um, you know, that follow-up maintenance will really help you uh, achieve that.
0: Going to be fantastic. I, I really think this is going to be um, a sledgehammer for a lot of our groups that do want to. To grow beyond about five to six locations, and you know, entertain that aspect of being twenty locations or more, and and I think um, this is going to be something that's very functional. Ultimately, something that increases EBITDA for them, uh, and and improves the overall efficiency and performance of the business. And I love the fact that you know your experience uh, that this is not kind of like a a one size fits all, you know, where that where our our clients have to adapt to um, uh, one rigid process. It's really much more um, customized or tailored or curated to the needs and the objectives of the individual business, and I think that meets with the the you know. The Polaris philosophy overall—that that we want to help people build a business they want to build. We don't want them to build a business that we want them to build, you know. And that's a different kind of a mindset. So, Scott, this is a uh, this is going to be really really good. I'm I'm thrilled uh, about the opportunity. I'm so glad to have you on board. Um, we're going to be better for, uh, for your time in May for sure. And I thank you for being on the podcast with me again today, my friend, we're going to have you on another episode that'll be upcoming in another week.
1: All right. Sounds great, Perrin. Thanks everybody.
0: Yeah, you bet. You bet. Sincere thanks to Scott Benetti for, uh, joining me on the show today. Like I say, this is a, this is something that's new for us. We get to flex a new muscle. We get to provide new content. Uh, we get to provide more resources and we get to do it in a way that the industry itself um, is uh, is is not catering to. So this is going to be a, a fun journey for all of us. And I thank all of you so much for the feedback that you've given so early on uh, in this aspect. And I hope that more of you are considering joining us in uh, in fort lauderdale may 10th through 12th for building your enterprise platform we do have some seats remaining there is some availability we're a little bit over a month out but we expect that to sell out uh so i would say move forward quickly if you are intending to uh to join us Um, hang on tight i'll be back with a few other thoughts and to wrap up the show Thanks once again to Scott for joining me on the show today. He is a, a wealth of information and experience uh, when it comes to call centers, and and we are all gonna be much better for his uh, participation and helping us build out a new side of the business. It's really cool to see. Uh, before I wrap up today's show, I wanted to take just a quick second uh, and to kind of share an experience with y'all. Um, we had our entire team into Charlotte a couple of weeks ago uh, for our first ever Uh, sales and strategic planning session um, for the team, and um, this was a a couple of days together. We spent one day going over some strategic planning aspects, and then one day of just pure fun, uh, we took the team to the BMW Driving Center, which is uh, about 90 minutes from Charlotte or so. It's near Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, where they have the test track and they put you in a bunch of different cars and let you slide them around and have some fun and everything like that and then went to a basketball game that night as a team outing so you know there was a a lot of um, uh, fun and experience that we had together but on the thursday preceding that we had uh, each of the uh, different business units if you will uh, give a presentation to everyone about um where they saw their side of the business and where they saw it uh, going and growing in the future um and this was de walker's suggestion to do it and and i was you know scratching my head a little bit about it i had faith in the team but um i, I didn't really know how this was going to turn out and i didn't know if this is something we really should do on our first ever planning session and i was wrong um they all did an unbelievably good job in in sharing presentations um, of their area of the business. I gave a little bit of a presentation on company background, core values, you know, what our, our strategic opportunity was, and the way we assessed it, just to kind of give them all a level set on that. But all the others took their side of the business and and ran with it, um, and. The reason that I wanted to share that is because they really did do an excellent job and I wanted to give them some public kudos for it. First and foremost, they earned that, uh, even though y'all will never get to see it. (laughs) But um, the the team did uh, a great job and far exceeded my expectations. The second thing though, and really the the reason that I I share this for the audience is because a lot of you, uh, whether you're EOS companies or not, Um, you go through some, I don't know, quarterly or annual strategic planning session um, and you tend to do it with your leadership team and and you all tend to to do it and share it with your leadership team. But it's kind of all on you. And the nice thing about having your different business unit heads take their different areas of the business is that it forces them to think critically about where they are and where their unit is uh, in the context of the whole and really connect the dots on how they're gonna get to the outcome uh, that y'all set together. It increases their level of ownership. Uh, And most of them, for us, don't have the responsibility of presenting too terribly often. And it's different when you talk about a strategic plan versus when you have to actually present pieces of it. And I think there's a lot of merit in that. Um, This is something that we used to have to do at Patterson, but I haven't done it with business unit heads in a while just because our companies haven't been that big. Um, Ours is now, we have 12 employees, including me and DeWalker being 13 and 14. So, you know, our business is growing and and probably yours is much the same as, it, as you think about your leadership team. So I, I share that with you because I think there's a lot of merit in tapping your leaders to, to think critically about their sphere of the business that they're responsible for and to share a formal presentation amongst their peers and in front of you uh, to co- create compelling vision for the future. It'll also tell you very quickly who's aligned and who may not be aligned with your vision and and that that's something that I haven't talked about before on the podcast, and I felt it was um, you know worth sharing. Um, and hopefully you get a little bit of insight in that because, Uh, It's it's something that um, I was really proud of what our our group produced So hopefully you can find a little bit of insight in that and maybe apply it to your business as well If you've got questions around anything that we shared on today's podcast or you got any uh, Questions as it relates to group practices whatsoever, you know, you can always reach me via email at Perrin at Polaris healthcare partners.com. You can uh, book a call uh, and find a lot of other information on our website. So I encourage you to do that. And if you're looking at building a call center or you're thinking about what the next point of scale looks like for your business, I encourage you to join us in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, May 10th through 12th, for building your enterprise platform. We're gonna open up that session together with the, the point of, okay, if you're at five locations, what are your options? Uh, stand pat with where you are, cash flow it, nothing wrong with that transact the business and roll some equity into a a bigger company. What might that look like? Or double down, make the investments, grow your business, and then ultimately exit. What does that look like? So we're going to give you a couple of decision points as it is a catalyst to that entire thought process. I think this is going to be a really, really fun conference, and I encourage you to make the time to join us. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We'll see you on the next episode.